if you want to be a billion dollar company, like raising a bunch of money is probably a good idea because you can grow faster, but double check to make sure that's actually what you want. One characteristic emerged as a significant predictor of success. It was grit. I don't know, for whatever reason, I've been thinking more about that kind of stuff lately and just trying to... Then what, all of all of eight months since eight months but no i, I think dude, it is i always I mean, have the, part of it i always have the hunger to like i always think that i can be doing something you know that i could do something different like i don't know what that it doesn't necessarily have to be like bigger or like that's not as that is different like bigger would be a different thing but there's a lot of things that i'm interested in doing in tech or even maybe not in tech but like it could be sort of technology that I'm just interested, like, I wonder if I could do that. Like, I wonder if we could build a business there. That would be interesting. Like, that would be fun to see if we could. Yeah. And it's definitely and a that's luxury. part of the fun is, like, even things that you don't, like, the things that are, like, clearly passions of yours or whatever that, like, are obvious things that might be interesting to do. But even just doing something different is interesting in itself. Like, reading a biography about someone random that you didn't think you cared about will, like, probably be interesting to you in some way and like maybe you won't read 10 biographies and watch every documentary but kind of like doing it for a little bit is interesting just in itself as like an expansion of your perspective so i think that's also cool like it's it's cool when you can do something that feels highly personal or aligns with your own interests but even just doing something else especially if it feels like it could be a business that could like sustain itself is interesting on its own too for sure and we're definitely it's just it's cool that we like have the opportunity to even consider doing you know like doing this the fact that we have like a a business like a really you know solid business that we've sort of i wouldn't say we've like pulled ourselves out of it but we've built up a team that does a really good job of running the business and we can we can't like we have the space to do something different if we wanted to and it wouldn't you know it wouldn't like be catastrophic for the business at all yeah the business it's almost will just like, grow still so yeah i feel like there's the traditional school of thought here is like double down and you know whatever whatever which obviously we haven't done in the past and probably will continue not doing that's one track the other track is like do nothing and just like ride the wave or, you know, ride, just do whatever you want to do, but like, it's going to happen. And then the third track, which is kind of where we fall, obviously is like, use this. It's almost like, I almost feel like we're, it's in we, between the first two. It would be a waste of our opportunity to not look at yeah how, like since our time, we can like decouple it a little bit. It would be a wasted opportunity to not look at other things we could try to like spin up. Yeah. It's like somewhere in between what you just, the other two, right? It's like, this idea that you need to double down, which it's not wrong. You know, you're trying to maximize that business. But then there's the other side of it that's sort of like, you know, I guess the word for it would be like lifestyle. What people say is lifestyle business where you're just kind of like chilling. A lot of people want that too, right? Like that's why they go buy real estate or all these different things so they can just like sit on cruise control and like do whatever they want to do every day and they still have money coming in the door. There's a whole like Reddit. I don't know if you ever heard of fat fire. Have you heard of that before? Fat fire. I don't think so. It's this really popular Reddit or subreddit 
and it's about I don't even I don't know that much about it. I've like I've heard about it and I've kind of like gone to the site and read a little bit about it, but it's a super active community of people. I'm going to butcher this cuz I don't even know what the acronym means. It's something like financially independent something something. I don't know. I could probably look it up right now, but I don't know. But it's like basically how do you build it's basically like how do you build like a lifestyle where you can not work really work that much and or at all and it's like, like the four hour work week sort of yeah like you're done you're like you're retired basically but you have money coming in so there, there's tons of people that a lot of people want that and that's like that's another end of the spectrum and then i think there's what you're talking about which is what i'm sort of somewhat interested in too which is like it's kind of both well you're not like maximize you're not like you know totally focusing on one thing but you're using the lifestyle approach like you've built this thing that gives you the the lifestyle you know business or whatever but you use it as a way to give yourself time and leverage to work on other assets that can then do the same thing and yeah i, I guess that's it, i guess because it's I'm, hard to get to that point like no one talks about that part but it's like yeah assume that you get to some place where you can live whatever life you want within you know within reason you can live like a comfortable life and have most of your time available to you. It's sort of like no one really, at least often that the next part gets left out because like so much of the focus is how to get to that point, which makes sense, obviously. But yeah, it's like, assume you get there. Do you just literally sit on the beach all day or something? Like probably, I mean, some people might or, you know, just go. I guess if you, I don't know, do whatever it is that you want to do, walk your dog all day or whatever. But it feels like a lot of people end up in a situation where they're like they think that's what they want and then they get there and they're like actually i kind of like you have some energy it's and boring. ambition and yeah. creative you know juices flowing that you want to like put somewhere and so you start i mean it doesn't have to be a business even it could be like completely an unprofitable endeavor but i feel like most people start doing something but like most entrepreneurs probably you know there's a reason why they got into that game in the first place it's like it interests them to like build something so it could be it doesn't have to be like it wouldn't necessarily have to be like SaaS even. Like, like what's that guy? We have the local entrepreneurs that recently sold their business. One of them has been on our podcast before for like $65 million. You know, they bootstrapped it and they made, they both made a oh, bunch of money. The one guy's starting like a, a coffee shop. Yeah. He's like, just, if... he's buying up like real estate and like starting like coffee shops, which like, is that profitable? No, probably not. But for him, it's probably like, I want this thing to exist. And it also will be fun for me to like try to learn this business and try to get it off the ground and run it. And so, you have like, like the funding to risk. Yeah. Without like risking your entire livelihood. So it's, it's an like, expensive. Do it. Yeah. It's like it's an expensive hobby, but like good for you. You made you crushed it over like the last like 15 years and you can do whatever you want. But yeah, I think building yeah, I think a lot of people don't think about that stuff. They sort of like think of building a business as like the end result. Like, how do I build this thing so that I can have this lifestyle business right off to really work and I can just hang out and do whatever? Or how do I build the biggest thing possible and I'm going to like spend all my time doing this thing and like be this, you know, the goal is be a billion, billion dollar company and for whatever reason. It's like, what about building a lifestyle business so that you can build other stuff that you want to like, so you can try other things and build other businesses that you want to build. Like, I don't think a lot of people talk about that. Yeah. Just for reference, episode 36 is when we had Motion Array co-founder on Tyler. 
I don't remember his business partner's name off the top of my head, but he was the one who was buying a coffee shop. Yeah, uh, his his partner. Was. Yeah, where's that coffee shop at, by the way? I'm just pitching our own. Is he listening? Episodes. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's indicator supposedly, but I haven't seen it. I think it was going to be a Cuban coffee shop. We need to get that in there ASAP. That would be nice. I need yeah. that. I need this. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's why boots bootstrapping maybe not the right way to frame this, but like making it so that your bar for success is relatively low in terms of like what the business needs to become for you to be like personally living, like financially in a good position is important to think about because, and again, like I think there's more and more options for that that aren't just purely going from nothing to something, but like that unlocks so many more options. Like a business of our size, if you raise like 5 million bucks, feels completely different, right? Because it doesn't, we're not having this conversation if that's, if that's our scenario. I mean, maybe we are, but like depending on the terms, but most likely the, the upfront idea that you thought three or four years ago was that you were going to like grow this thing to be some relatively large thing. So now you've kind of boxed yourself into that path. And, but if you hadn't done that and you end up in the same place, you have a completely different set of options. And like, so I think that's why it's so, it's so hard, but it's so important to think about that in the beginning like what are the goals if you want to be a billion dollar company like raising a bunch of money is probably a good idea because you can grow faster but maybe think twice before you actually think like double check to make sure that's actually what you want because if you just want like personal financial freedom like you don't need to be a billion dollar company to have that and some people have built billion dollar companies and still don't really have that (laughs) like yeah so like going back to our like we have a pretty interesting network there's been a bunch of really big success stories out of Atlanta recently over the past, I don't know, like five years or whatever. A lot of which were companies where like we were, you know, pretty close to in the beginning. So like we know all those guys or like the people that, start, you know, that started it because we were like working alongside them. You know, like I've had like lunch or coffee or like hung out with like a lot of these people that are building, like they have like billion dollars. I mean, billion dollar valued businesses. And when they hear about our business, they're like, dude, that's awesome. Like, they're like, this has happened multiple times where I'm like talking to them, like, you know, you know, they're some of the biggest SaaS companies in the game. Like, if you heard, if I said the names, like, you would know immediately who they are. And a bunch of them, like, when I talk about our business, they're like, that's like, that's amazing. That's so awesome. Like, I wish I was, you know, there's part of me that wished I was doing something like that. They're like, those are the kind of things they say. So it's, it's, it's the business version of the like your like whatever their money or actual like salaries are and or you know stock value which is like deferred actual real money hopefully one day like that's way higher than we are and may ever be but at the same time like it's deferred to some future like in the meantime they're just like grinding it out every single day there's definitely there's some level there's some line where like something about the m- amount of money that like matters you know what I mean? Or when it stops really making a difference or like mattering to you. I think when you get to the point where like, cause everybody lives in a different place, you know, lives somewhere in, you know, let's say it's America, right? Like, of course there's people who live elsewhere, but like, let's say we're talking about the U S like there's, there's a lot of different places you could live. Your money goes a lot further in certain places. Everybody has a different tolerance for like the amount of money they have or different situation with the amount of kids or like whatever. There's a lot of different situations. And I do think there's like some level of money where like you hit where it like 
once like going past that is definitely like diminishing returns or like it doesn't really matter anymore like from x to you know being a worth like hundreds of millions of dollars like it doesn't really matter i mean of course it can buy you more things and stuff but it doesn't it's not going to make you any more like free or happy or like any of yeah, that kind of like stuff the happiness money curve like tapers off i mean if you make like let's just say for example like 50 grand a year in you know a mid-size or i don't know even like new york city that's like not a lot of money but let's say you make or i mean it's plenty i, I think people live off of that in new york but it's harder right let's say 50k a year and then if you make fi- 500k like that's a massive that's a massive difference but if you made let's say you made that jump and then you go back to 250 like how much of what you were doing at five can you n- actually either did you never need or can you not even just still do at two? Fit? Like, there's definitely a, a diminishing return of like, unless you're just buying stuff for the sake of buying it. Like, everyone has a place where there's like a comfort line or two. Yeah. Like, probably it's probably more than one like threshold, but like you can pay for the things you literally need, like food and shelter. And then you can do a little bit of extra, like, take a trip or i mean in in the u.s it's like pay for healthcare, for example which is like a huge hurdle to clear which is really annoying but it's like once you pass that and if you have kids it's like okay you got to pay for all that stuff too but then you know you cross over that it's like yeah there's definitely a point at which it doesn't matter anymore but if you're so focused if you haven't gotten to that point yet and you haven't realized that yet you might be like already on the path you're setting your course for like billion dollar outcome and now you're like, you're never going to know that until you finish this journey or like you're in the journey and you can't leave it because you're, you know, your future is sort of set in stone a little bit with like how you have to grow and exit. And like by the time you, it's sort of the deferred lifestyle, like before, by the time you realize it, it's kind of like, I didn't need to do all this. I could have just gone lower, but gotten there sooner and been just as happy. Yeah, for sure. I had some of these conversations I had a lot of interesting conversations, I'll say. I don't know if we'd actually talked about this, but I recently went to a wedding of a very wealthy individual, let's say worth, you know, billion plus dollars. And there were other, like, a lot of times there's somebody like that. There's usually probably, there's other people that are very, very wealthy too. Like these, you know, top, I don't know what it is. 0.01% or something. I don't know what the percentage is, but a lot of people that are very wealthy sitting around. They're either already there or they're like in that world. They're in that world or like to anybody else. It's like, holy crap. Like they're super wealthy, but like the, the other people are like billionaires. So it's like, yeah, they seem small all of a sudden, (laughs) but just everybody's doing well. So like we sat around multiple times, like we sat around like a table or like around a fire, like different and like, the conversations were not like any conversations that I had been involved in really before, because of course I'm not like just sitting around a bunch of, you know, billionaires all the time, but like the conversations were really interesting about this exact kind of stuff. And also like interesting, as you would imagine with wealthy people, here we go. We'll get into a little politics, like tax related stuff. Like how what, do going, how do you dodge certain things? Let's call it what it is. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of that talk, which honestly was, I found very interesting because I didn't know any of the, that stuff. And it, it's also just inter- like one of the takeaways was like, wait a second. 
it's this easy to like dodge taxes like what the holy shit like very easy stuff you just don't know about like people don't talk about this stuff mostly because most people aren't like billionaires that are like but like yeah, there's pretty easy ways to figure out how to pay the bills exactly so. exactly so but it, i don't know regardless still int- like you know think whatever you want about it but it's like it's still interesting because like you didn't know yeah, about it before it's like, so it's a completely different perspective yeah just like i'm like sitting there like what the i'm like i'm like amazed by what's happening but uh, you know trying to act cool like yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah i do that all the time my trust i got a few trust here and a trust there and a, you know whatever you know whatever something something swiss bank account yeah something something cayman island <laughs> so well actually funny enough like a bunch of them were one of them was living in moving to puerto rico to live there at least six months out of the year so that they could not pay any taxes which is currently like that is a that's legal right now I think because of the disasters in Puerto Rico, they're trying to incentivize people to go there and like spend money and stuff. So if you go there and buy a house and you live there and you make your business, like you put your business there. So like your LLC or whatever, then they will like, you just don't pay taxes. So that's one, (laughs) but there's, yeah. Anyways, long story is there's there's a bunch of things. People are moving to Florida for six months. Like, you know, some things you would like already know about, but like some of the stuff that was being talked about was like this exact thing of like how much money, like where did I just feel like I don't even care anymore about like the excess. There's definitely a line. Everybody basically said that there was this line of like, once you're like, you don't have to think about like health related stuff or like nothing after that really makes you any happier or kind of anything could happen to you and it would be fine. Like you could get like a, terrible health scare or you could like crash you could total all your vehicle like let's say you have two cars like or like a tree falls on your house like nothing matters you can just fix it all it feels like an infinite amount of money but it's i mean you could put a number on it right yeah i feel like once you cross that it's like okay kind of do whatever now the main thing that everybody like brought up and or it was doing things to like get in this position was this like freedom like there's like the freedom of time like that was well, because I think the older you get, it's like, oh, wait, we're all going to we're not long for this world. We're all going to die. So I can make more money like I can definitely make more money if I work till the day I die. Like that's objectively if like true. I could even if it's like working in like selling coffees or something like I can make another dollar for every time I do that. But that's why at some point it's like, is this what matters? Can I get to a point where I can just do whatever I want before I die? Because that would be cool. So anyways, long story short is when we started the business, I think I didn't really think about any of this stuff that much, but like as we've gotten into it for the past four years or five years or whatever, I think the goal is really like, how do we build like a business, an asset that enables us the freedom both in our personal lives and to work on anything that we want to work on? That's basically, that's like the golden standard. And, and when and where we want to work on. I yeah. think that's also part of it. Like that. So it's like you can, it frees you up to, and and like affords us and everyone who works with us a comfortable level of life that with like hopefully few demand, basically as close to zero in terms of arbitrary BS for having a job. Like that's also another, like 
we want to grow it to the point where people can live comfortably with as few manufactured stress like stress sources and as much time flexibility and location flexibility as possible such that we can all like do things where we want when we want and then at some level do what we want yep yep boom there you go it is yeah i mean i think i don't think we're perfect by any means but you know we have people all over the world that work at our company and they seem to be like you know doing things like things that they want to do and like when i hear more about their personal lives so like what's going on with them and like the fact that they can how it's changed things for them in terms of like now they you know both parents don't have to work and like they can sort of just you know they have freedom of like what they can do with their time and everything on the weekends too like there's i don't know there's it's cool to be able to do some of that stuff I mean, we can always get yeah, better. Yeah, I but. guess I'm I'm sort of like sliding this in at the very end, but I think that's why the profit sharing thing was such a big like that was something we actually, having been like employees of a an early company before, I think that was something we actually did set out from the beginning. Like at least we discussed the idea of doing that pretty early on, and so getting to do that last year for the first time was awesome. And now we've since done two more because we're doing it quarterly now, and that feels really good. Like giving people actual money. And like that they helped earn because they're here and they're doing all the stuff. So that feels really good because it's it's like a good it pursues exactly what I just described. Like it's a hey, we're all like doing this and so here everyone gets to share in the the benefit of this. That was a big thing. Towards the end of when we left you know, the business we were at before, one of the things that I just saw happen, and I think this happens with a lot of businesses is you start out this small scrappy team everybody's helping each other out like everybody's like really you're so early at the company like first you know five to seven ten employees or whatever you're so early that like you all feel like a lot of ownership in it and you're all working together you're helping each other even if it doesn't necessarily benefit you or your business unit or you know whatever it's like how can we just like move the puck forward with the the entire business as a whole and then it started to get away from that a little bit. As you grow, you have politics in the company and people start wanting credit for things and want to blame things on other people. I mean, you see this stuff play out like in politics and every, like anywhere there was a large organization and everybody's like blaming each other. And yeah, it's just anyways, like I feel like profit sharing really kind of helps with that a little bit more. I think a, a big part of that often is like people who are there earlier, I mean, I think this is probably a pretty common pattern for like software, at least for software companies is like startups. Like you have whoever you have for whatever reasons, right? Some of them are hired. Some of them are just like your buddies or whatever the situation is. And everyone kind of like grows into it together. Like whoever it is probably has never been like CTO or CEO or CFO or whatever the hell they are. And they're all just figuring it out. And it doesn't really matter what they're called. But then you get to a point where like the titles start to mean something and you're hiring in people who like actually were a C-level whatever at some company of 50 to 100 people or more and they have all these different experiences that like none of the other people who have been there for five years have right and there's like that conflict between the outsiders who are maybe more experienced but don't have the same context and like it just feels like a lot to that's where like human complexity comes in but that's what's cool about the profit share having and you can do this with equity i guess to some extent but profit sharing just being more of like a pulse since it's like quarterly or whatever 
like having the aspect of that that's like time with company, right? Like, which again, options typically have some weight around that as well, but not always is like, hey, you've been here a little longer. So some portion of this is related to just the fact that you've been here for a long time. Like on some level that feels arbitrary because like maybe someone who's been here for one year has had way more of an impact, but it's like you fundamentally, if someone's still here after 10 years, like they're obviously not doing badly because otherwise they wouldn't be here anymore. And the fact that they were here 10 years ago means like there's a butterfly effect here that we can't really measure. Like if they weren't here, would we even be alive at this point? So having, I think that's what's important about that. Having a little bit of that in there too is like everybody gets like on a regular interval gets to share in the up in like the growth and success of the company. And some small portion of that is based solely on how long you've been around. Well, in the like for profit sharing, I just think it incentivizes more like real time, short term, like, oh, this thing is like, this thing's happening today. Oh, like I'm going to give it my best effort or these people, you know, something's happening over here and it doesn't seem like anyone's, you know, jumping on it. So I'm going to jump on it because it's the best thing, you know, to do to like push the business forward 1% today. And like, it just helps people to think a little bit more short term, which I think everyone's always trying to talk about long term, but short term is actually like when you're thinking daily, like what you like do to push the business forward. That's the kind of thing that you just have to do that every day. And it just stacks up over time, over years. And so I, I think like I was having a conversation with somebody today on our team and I was bringing this up, you know, and I was like, it just helped in the conversation like I brought up the profit sharing stuff and I was like, you know, if we're all helping each other and we're all like working to be excellent every single day in whatever that thing is, even if it seems small, like it's going to push the business forward even just a little bit. And if the business moves forward, we're all going to benefit from it, even in the short term, like on a quarterly basis with profit sharing. So like it's in everybody's interest to do this thing or do the best job we can here or whatever. And like, people immediately seem to like latch onto that and agree with that because they've gotten the benefits already from profit sharing. Like it just, it's one of those things that just, it incentivizes that short-term stuff where I think the equity stuff, I don't know, like you can get a little bit more political and you can kind of like push things to like, cause you're thinking more long-term, right? It's like, where are we going to be like seven years from now when we exit or IPO. Well, yeah, whatever like, I'm doing today has I can get the, almost no bearing on yeah, some potential like 10 year from now thing. How do I and get so, how do I get this guy out of the business or this girl out of the business to like get out of my way and like you know, cuz and who cares what happens in the short term because it's really the long term that matters. I think there's definitely, you know, there's pros and cons, but I think those are the things that are important. Well, and and just having a bonus structure that is shared. I mean, it's like I feel like a lot of bigger companies have some sort of bonus structure based on individual performance and like, you know, performance reviews and all that kind of stuff. And that make I mean, obviously there's different challenges when you have a ton of people in like career ladders and all that crazy stuff. So like obviously there's a place for that. But the simplicity and the shared nature of uh, the profit sharing thing is like everybody if if the business doubles, like we all like if the profit doubles, everybody gets to share in the upside of that. And if it gets cut in half, everyone gets screwed in some way. Like that simplicity and everyone kind of being aware of that, it just makes for an easy, it's like a shared bonus structure that everyone 
knows instead of feeling like, you know, oh, my manager like gave me a bad rating. But if I had this manager, they give all good ratings or that kind of crap. Like you don't, it doesn't, it avoids a lot of that stuff because it's just like purely based on, it's purely based on the business performance that we're all sharing together. So yeah. I don't know where anyway, I don't know where this was going, but I know we've had we've had <laughs> quite a we're making up for lost time here. Yeah. So maybe we should talk about Afghanistan now. No, I'm just kidding. Let's not <laughs> let's not breach the subject. Yeah. I mean I th- I thought I would yeah, I would, so, would bring it up just to mention that it's a thing that is happening right that's now. It's happening. So yes. we can mark this there in the are very archive. Serious things happening. Very very upsetting things and like make especially being in the US, it's like very I mean that's such a difficult topic for so many people for all different sorts of reasons, but it's only becoming more so. So anyway, I, I do wonder, I do wonder what people think. Like we have a lot of listeners in other countries and I often wonder what like other countries, like people from other countries think about, like what do they think about America and Americans and it's like well, when I, mean, I think about this, I think this this topic is pretty clear cut. I mean, for the past twenty twenty one years, like everyone's been pretty. I think it's been pretty pretty. Generally speaking, like most people, are like you should have. This is this is like not a successful. This was like false pretense that created like a whole mess of a situation. So this is like sort of a fitting way for this to like try to wind supposedly wind down is like also a chaos and disaster essentially. Yeah, yeah. I told you on Monday. I like I couldn't even. I like really couldn't work on Monday. I was just like, what? Like, I, I don't know. It, it felt weird to work. That's actually, I mean, maybe for a future episode, like in more general terms, like that's an interesting thing that I feel like comes up. I mean, probably everyone deals with, but I think it's interesting to talk about like the dealing with that kind of stuff, like the information diet, how I guess in our case, we can just talk about our own personal approaches, but it's like, how do you consume news? How do you manage your response and your emotional, the emotional roller coaster, especially in the past. I mean, in any given stretch of time, there's going to be like all sorts of crazy extremes that happen. And how do you try to like manage that? And, and like when you're trying to execute on something, especially when, since our business is relatively like a known quantity, it's like so much of the stuff you're doing day to day is like you knew about it six months ago or whatever. Like it's not, how do you refocus on something that feels mundane or feels kind of just, like irrelevant in the light of certain news and like how do you how do you do that so that maybe we should talk about that because i feel like that's not that, kind of not that i do that it. well or anything i don't think do the right answer because like the flip side is you know if you just literally don't use the internet like you can probably write a bunch of novels pretty successfully but at what point are you like being a bad citizen yeah or something maybe it. maybe you're not i have no idea but we talked about that me and my wife and she was like Cause she likes to, she's really into like, she doesn't like movies that are, that aren't these like heartwarming endings and tail, you know, tales. And she's really into Disney stuff. And like in these situations, it's her inclination is to sort of like, I don't want to watch that. Like, yeah, get, get off it. Let's watch. And I'm the opposite in every, like, I'm like, I like the stories and movies that are like dark, you know, like real life. I don't like that this is happening, but like, I want to, I sort of like, I can't like not pay it, like dive into it and like keep an eye on it and pay attention and focus on it while it's happening. Cause I like want to, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like a difference of like how people 
deal with things or whatever. But yeah, it's a, it's a terrible situation and it's, yeah, it's just another, another thing that is happening in our country, you know, over the last couple of years that have been like, I want the one thing I do think I, I was like, is this normal? Like, obviously we weren't alive in the seventies and the, you know, forties and like where th- big things obviously happened, wars happened and civil rights movement and like all these different things. And I'm like, were, th- were things like this crazy back then? Cause this is like yeah. crazy. This seems insane. That's another one. It's sort of like a boil the frog conversation where it's like, you don't notice the water's getting hotter, right? If it's slowly doing well, bad, bad climate change reference, I guess, but <laughs> here we go. Like, it's like, if you don't like, it's fine because it's always like, there's always bad stuff happening in some frequency and like, sometimes it's worse and sometimes it's better. So like any bad thing can be written off as like just part of life. Right. I mean, that's, I think that's sort of true, but it's also true that like, no, it can also just be like globally getting worse. I'm not saying it is or isn't, but like climate change is an easier one because it's like, yes, you know, there's been extreme weather events since the dawn of time or whatever, but it doesn't mean like you can decouple like correlations and causations from like human human industrial impacts on that stuff. Like it doesn't absolve you any responsibility just because that might have like some extreme things might happen without you living here at all doesn't mean like your your decisions aren't causing some of those things um i guess the same goes for like broader events i've been like completely like disinterested with history prior to like maybe like the last three to five years like i just there's a lot of other things to focus on or spend your time on and history just hasn't been like one of my hobbies but like i have found myself more i'm like what is going like this seems insane well, this is all, you know, terrible and crazy and, but like, is it like, are we making the same mistakes over and over again? Like what, what happened? You know what I mean? Like it makes me want to do like read more, like do more research about like different parts of history and just be like, are we just making the same damn mistakes over and over again? And it's just like playing out in different ways with different technology and different things. But like, it's just the same shit over and over again. Like it, it kind of seems like it is, but I just don't know enough about history to know. I think it's, if- I think it's both. Like, yes, probably to some extent that is true, and also like, like on a broader time scale, like we're living a more comfortable life than we would have a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago. So, like, you can be at like a local minimum, but like globally, be be trending upwards. I guess if the, if you zoom out, I don't know what the window is, but like if you zoom out. To some ex- to some scale, like we're still trending upward, but that's what I mean. Like I think that's good to know, and it can feel like reassuring in some way. But it's also important to zoom back in and be like, what are we doing that we shouldn't be doing, or like what are we don't not seeing that we should be seeing, and make sure that we aren't just absolving ourselves of any responsibility by being like, ah, whatever, everything will be fine because it always is. It's like, well, that might be true, but like, could it be more fine if you tried a little harder? So yeah, we got a lot of problems. Well, this was like a pretty we, deep session. We went into started with like parenting, child, <laughs> like child rearing, like all sorts of stuff. So yeah, the meaning of life and our impact in, in society. So no big deal. Well, yeah, that's what you get <laughs> after like two months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's good to cover maybe, I mean, some people probably don't want to talk about this stuff, but it's good 
I mean, it is our podcast after all, so you know. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, screw you. You'll start your own. Got it. <laughs> You're gonna have to listen to this if you if you listen to it. This is what it is. So sometimes we have to cover like whatever the heck is happening. It's good because I think at some point, you know, our kids will maybe listen to an episode or two to get some perspective, like what was going on at that point. You know, yeah, and it's such in a, their life. It's like it's easy to. I mean. It's simultaneously like sometimes the mission to abstract this stuff away from like the day-to-day work that you're supposed to be doing, but it's also like the reality is the work is happening in the context of these things. So it makes sense to hit on those because it's like this is this is what we're living in. So. Yeah, it's good because they're going to be like, it'll be good for them because they can be like, oh, this crazy stuff was happening that's probably in their history books at that point. But don't Meanwhile, worry, my dad still found two hours to talk to his buddy on a podcast about nothing so no i mean like they're still like working and like doing you know doing things and building things even like while all of this like all these huge historical terrible you know things are happening because you just have to like it's it's still bad like you shouldn't ignore it but you have to you do have to like take steps forward and stuff you have to do stuff there's That's actually a good reminder. I need to <laughs> set up some sort of archival process for our podcast. All like, how many have we done? 40? Sure. This one is like 42, I think. Wow. We're going to get... So we need to pick up the pace again. Yeah. But I mean, we're almost at two years. We're right around the two-year mark of... of let me see. Yeah. Let's see if I can... Hey, you got to... Yeah. Right at the first episode was September 9th of 2019. So we're almost to two years here. So We should... Maybe we should talk about our stats next time. Like, oh, two-year stat growth. Stat check. We've grown. Yep. <laughs> in, For anyone two, who's still year over year, point. year over year, we've grown eight billion percent because it was zero before, and now, <laughs> now yeah. it's more than but, zero. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, I guess we should probably Wrap end it. it. I won't be sleeping tonight, so enjoy your sleep. Yeah, I'm hoping I will be, and <laughs> you will be at some point. So don't my wife don't won't despair. be. I will probably get a little bit, but not as much. Not tonight, but there will be a night in not so many months. Yes. Well, that you will be sleeping. Hey, I hope so. Knock on wood. Okay, cool. Well, until next time, hopefully we can be back in the swing of things. So stay tuned. See ya. See ya.